Hello, this is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, November 2nd, 2015, and this is The Ride. Welcome back, everybody. It is a fresh new week. I missed you last week. I had a couple of days where I had some technical difficulties and even some spiritual challenges that I wanted to bring up if I have time today. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about tires and markers. Okay, so here's the deal. It took me a little bit longer than normal to get ready to go today because one of my tires has got a slow leak or something. And it bothers me so much because not only do I have that tire issue with my vehicle, but I have a mower that has a tire that always seems to have problems. And I have another off-road kind of thing, a 4x4, that always has these kind of problems. One might say that I am plagued with tires that lose their support. It reminds me of when I was younger. I, I don't know what it was. Do not know what it was. But I had terrible, terrible, I don't like using the word luck, so terrible experience with red pens. Now this is, I mean, I'm sure I had some, and I'm talking about markers too. Without fail, red was a problem for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's some kind of conspiracy against the whole world to mess up the ink levels in pens and in red pens. I don't know what it was. I can't imagine that there's a conspiracy. But for me, I could never get a red pen to work. Hardly ever. Now, the truth of the matter is, I'm sure that there were times it worked. But I remember when it didn't. I remember when things failed much more strongly than I remember when things worked. But I, I, I can guarantee you. And maybe it's just because red is so popular. Maybe that's it. You know, I remember being younger and use, trying to use the red marker. And it was just, instead of a felt tip that was nice and pointy, it looked like you could paint a house with this thing. It was totally trashed up. And always that way. So maybe it wasn't just me. Maybe you had this problem too. But I don't know, I just got to thinking about that. That that was a problem that plagued me and now these tires, they're plaguing me. And then I got to thinking, as we go through life <laughs> in our ride, how well are our tires inflated? How well are we riding on the road that's before us? Are we kind of just making it? just kind of getting by with just very little air in our tires that's a problem I'll just tell you right now I mean you could say well you know I'm making it I'm getting by no that's a problem because God didn't make you to just get by I don't know if you've been told that before but you need to know that he didn't make you to just get by he didn't make you to just suck it up until your retirement party and then life is going to be a breeze after that because you talk to retirees 
Life isn't a breeze when you retire. Sometimes it's even worse. So what do you? what is your goal here? Well, you know what our goal should be? I want to encourage you to have a goal that's different than maybe what the world has told you, which is, you know, put your nose to the grinding stone and someday, you know, your prince will come. <laughs> no, not that. But someday everything will work out and, and you're going to look back on a long life of misery and then be happy that you're still that you still made it in your life. No, that's not the way it's supposed to work. God didn't make us that way. God made us to have a relationship with him. And if you have a relationship with him, don't you know? That's almost like heaven on earth. Can be. No, he made us for more than getting by. For more than just making it on low tires. He is the wind beneath our tires. Think how silly this would look. Here you got a tow truck. You know, sometimes people really have problems. They got low tires and when you run with low air, it makes it harder on your tire. In fact, you could get a blowout on a low tire, maybe even more probable than if you had overfilled a tire. I'm kind of guessing here, but I think I'm right. Just consider how silly it would look if you get a flat tire and you're getting, let's say you're getting towed into uh, into a service center. And here comes a tow truck. Oh, yay, he saves the day. He connects up to you and you, you look at this guy. Hey, hey, dude, wait, 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 what's going on here? What are you talking about? Well, you're supposed to be bringing me to the service center. Yeah. Well... Dude, the tires on your tow truck, they're all flat. So? I thought that you're going to get me to a place to get serviced. I'll get by. See how stupid that is? In many cases in our life, we're the tow truck helping others who don't have any air in their tires. Listen up. We've got to be prepared. We've got to have air in our tires. So how do we get air in our tires? How do we get the right support on our ride? You need to spend time with your Father. And the air of the Holy Spirit will fill up your tires so that you can go and minister to those who don't even know that there's a need for air in their tires. You see how that works? Let's not be that tow truck that's trying to help people out with no air in our tires. Get it working here, and then you go out and you can help other people. It doesn't mean you get it perfect here. And none of us are perfect. You can't get to that level. But you get the air in your tires. You have this relationship with your God, the pneuma, the power of God, the pneuma word. Isn't it the pneuma word? I should probably know this better. It's just off the cuff, people. You're going to have to deal. Numa. It's the air. I'm going to have to look that one up because I know that there's like a, a there's a Rhema word. I think there's a Numa word. The point is, is that the Lord is what we need in our life so that we can, I don't know, properly let the rubber meet the road. That's a good way to put it. Because in life, rubber's meeting the road on your ride. Rubbers meet in the road. 
Here's a rubber meeting the road situation. So you know that we've been involved in this fearless uh, home group and we just had our last get together last night. It was really nice. We did a potluck. It was, it was a blast. And in the process of this fearless group, we're looking at what we can do to basically be the rubber meeting the road and, and minister to people who really need it. Well, I happen to live in a town that's very low income and, and single moms and, and there's a lot of drug abuse. And there's one of the people in our group is involved with a food pantry. And what we thought we'd do, well, it was really her idea, but we're kind of rallying behind this idea of having what's called a free or no-cost garage sale where people bring in items and there's no cost and they'll, they will advertise to the community and there's a strong heart for you know single moms and so they'll put together these um, you know packages of 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 these random things that are in the garage sale and and just give them to the give them to the community I think it's a great idea and that's that's meeting people where where you're at or you know where they're at but you know you can't do that I mean because part of what we're doing is we're giving away things that maybe are still valuable to us but we know that it would serve someone else better because truly we have more stuff than we know what to do with and I can attest to that I I'm looking at we're still unpacking and I'm finding things that you know are still in a package never been opened that we've had for years what what are we doing with this stuff moving it from point A to point B for what reason just to break our back or something no I refuse to say that I'm walking in health no back breaking but anyway, that could that particular thing could be beneficial to someone. And if you're not tuned in with the Lord and, and uh, walking in His ways and hearing that He's going to take care of your needs, then you're going to be less likely to want to give up something, even like this, even though you've never used it. Come on, there's people out there who need that. Rubber meeting the road. Yeah, I want to touch on that a little bit more. So there's a lot of stuff I've got. And I seriously... I mean, I'll just be honest with you. It's stuff that I don't want to give away. Because I think I might use it. I don't think I'd call myself a pack rat. I know some pack rats, and I do not want to be that. But I think it might be a really good idea to kind of consider the stuff we own is not our stuff. We're, we're managing it. It's under our care. But it's not really our stuff. I mean, ultimately, that's the way it is with our cash, even. We're stewards of what God gives us. When you think about it in those terms, it's easy. It's easier to release things that you have. I'll never forget this one time. I don't think I've told you this, but once upon a time, I had... This is back... <laughs> back when um, 
CD Walkmans were like the thing. It's silly to think of now. But I had a CD Walkman. And I don't know why. It was at it was at work with me. And I don't know why I did this, but I really felt like I was supposed to do this. So I had a guy that I worked with. He was borrowing it or something. And this is really the first time I'd ever done something like this. You know, CD Walkmans were, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks at that point. You know. And I said, hey, you know what? Why don't you just keep it? You're using it way more than I am. And I really wasn't using it much. But I gave it to him. And can I tell you, the feeling I got right then, it was spiritual. I I almost couldn't contain it. I mean, I almost kind of got misty there. Yeah, Rusty can get misty. Because I realized that I was able to let go of something that really had value to me. And it was almost like God was saying to me, see how easy that was once you did it, once you let go of that thing. And it's almost like he paid me back with this intense, indescribable joy. I cannot explain it. I can't tell you it was just a happy feeling. It Joy, I you know, I think I've experienced this recently. I've told you there's been times that I've had joy and it is indescribable. I can't even tell you that it was joy. It was beyond that because, you know, joy to the world. Okay, we get the feeling. No, no. Joy, I think by its very definition, the true joy of the Lord cannot be defined in human words. It's beyond it. And you can only know that when you're when you do certain things that bring about that kind of joy. Let me tell you one more. So I've been a worship leader for years. I haven't done it actively over the last maybe 5 years, but I I've been a part of that scene and I totally wholly regard worship as a very important part of our life, not just of a service. And so even knowing all that, you know, you can get into kind of a, oh, I'm not going to call it a rut because I don't see it as a rut, but you can get into this thing where you, you know, you're just doing the motions. I mean, you're fully engaged with the Lord. It's not like you're not... And it's not like you're judging the songs while you're singing them and, you know, being critical, highly critical. It's, no, you're really worshiping. But I had something happen to me the other night. Maybe it's just something I'm going through. It might be unique to me. But I had an intense amount of joy during worship. Oh, that's my fuel. Got to take care of my fuel. Well, I'm almost to work, so I'll take care of it on the way home. But during worship, I had, I guess what I was doing is I was hearing the words with my spirit more than normal. You know, I've told you that it's really good when you're worshiping. You need to be able to hear yourself sing the words, say the words. It's kind of, somehow it's a a better testimony to your own person when you're hearing yourself agree with these truths of the word. And I would do that normally I would do that but I was mentally agreeing for some reason 
I had much more of a spiritual agreement with those words as well as a mental one. In fact, it's almost like my mental was turned off and I was just in tune, spirit to spirit kind of thing. And it's not like it was the first time, but it was, it was the first time in a, in a pretty good amount of time. And the joy that I felt, it's the thing, it's, it's indescribable. The joy, the joy of the Lord is the best thing in the world. You can take the money, the cars, the prestige, the position, the power, you know, the earthly power. Take all those things. Trash. They're all trash. They're all dust. Worth less compared to the joy of the Lord. Don't believe me? Then do this test. If you've never been to a church before, I want to encourage you to go to a church Find a Christian that you find a Christian that you know of. And you might not even have to agree with them, but you know that they're solid. You know that they are trustworthy, even though you might not have agreed with them. Find that person and seek them out and say, I want to go to church with you. I want to understand what it is about the God you serve that makes you want to serve him. Okay, that's step one. Now, if you're a Christian already, when you go to church the next time and there's that worship period of time, and this is true for Christians, non-Christians alike, when you're in that service, I want you to do something for me. Now, this is what I did, but I think it'll work for you. Instead of just singing the songs, instead of looking at the words on the overheads, whatever they do, I want you to close your eyes. In fact, you can even do that right now. Worship is not just a song. Worship is just devoting your heart and your spirit right now to this relationship with the Father. So you can do that right this minute. Why don't you close your eyes? Lord, I ask that right now, when these people that are listening have their eyes closed and their heart is toward you, not away from you, but toward you, and their heart and their spirit is open to what you have for them. I pray, Lord, that you would give them the joy of the Lord. Give it to them right now, Lord. Help them to see that inside of this relationship with God Almighty, the one God who created every cell, every atom, and you breathed the breath of God into these things, and you support us as we go through life. Help us all to see that you are for us and not against us. Help us to see that there is a joy that's unspeakable and full of your glory. So the next time we're in worship, we remember this point right now we remember the joy of the Lord. And we ask that you would fill us with that joy all the time. Help us to keep our hearts toward you, Lord, so that we have the joy of the Lord and we can be this beacon of joy to other people who 
are going through life with their tires not filled. They need to know why God is the answer. Not just that He is. Help us to live in this level of joy that is indescribable but is real nonetheless. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us right now. Amen. All right, so you guys remember that. And if you need, if you need the joy of the Lord, listen to this thing again. Because I believe that as you do and as you really open your heart to the Lord, He will fill you with this incredible power. It's the glory of God is what it is. That's what it is. It's the glory of God. And then also remind yourself of this when you're, when you're in a worship service and the words will come alive to your spirit. They'll be more than just mental. It'll be spiritual. And it will connect you in such an awesome way to the Father that you, there will be no stopping you. If you feel like you've been stopped, the joy of the Lord is going to bust through that thing, I promise. All right, so you guys stay in the word. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And let the joy of the Lord flood over you, fill you with the air of the Lord so that you can be driving on your ride and helping other people. And I will see you on the flip.